So, sadly, we're at a place where we're going to close out this series on Bloom today. Uh, It's been one of my favorite series to preach on, going through just that small portion in the book of Acts, um, chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. And I hope that as you have listened, the, I guess the, the thing I really want to get across is a challenge of what, what we value as individual Christians, what we are um, putting of importance in our lives today. And, and, and so I hope you've had uh, good discussions in your CPR groups and, and maybe even with your friends. But I want to start out and just read Acts 2, 42 through 47 again. Here we go. It says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through, um, <clears throat> through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. I skipped a whole verse, didn't I? <laughs> That's awesome. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. There we go. The early church bloomed because they were devoted to these things. They were devoted to the apostles' teaching. They were devoted to the fellowship with with God and with one another. They were devoted to the breaking of bread. They were devoted to the prayers. And you all did such a good job with change last week that I made some changes for this week, too. And it's Family Sunday, as I said. Uh, and one of the things I really like about when we do Family Sunday and why we do Family Sunday is we get an opportunity to share with our young people and to show them what it means to set, a t- set aside time in our week to fellowship with God and with one another. Uh, we show these, these young people what it is to celebrate what Jesus has done for us. And this morning, we're devoting this whole service to prayer. Now, here's the change part. We don't normally do this, but throughout the message, we're going to pause at different times, and we're going to teach our young people about prayer, different types of prayer. Uh, some of our prayers are going to be out loud. All of us together are going to pray out loud, and that's okay. God can hear all of us talking at once. Um, some of our prayers are going to be moments of silent prayer that will then be followed by someone closing out that time of silent prayer. And so if, if you have a young person with you today, it's okay if, if they're noisy. It's okay as we're teaching them these important things. And so uh, I want to start off today. Uh, it's Memorial Day weekend. And um, I, as you know, Monday is Memorial Day. And um, it's a day that as a nation, we set aside time to remember those who have lost their lives in defending our freedom. And so this morning, I would like for us to take a moment to just silently pray uh, for the families to those or family, uh, families of those who have paid the ultimate price for our freedom. And then also, I would like for you to silently pray for our current men and women that are serving our country, not just in our armed forces, but those who serve right here in our community on a daily basis, keeping us safe, our police officers, our firefighters, our EMTs. And so I just want to take a minute, and we're going to have some silent prayer. And so for our young people, I'm going to help you out with that. That means that you just bow your head, close your eyes, and you just, in your mind, you're, you're talking to God. And you're telling him, thank you for those who have sacrificed for our country. Thank you for those who keep our community safe. Thank you for those who care. So I did the first one for you, parents and grandparents. I, made, I did your job easy that time. But 
but everybody else, I just want you to take a, a minute and just silently pray uh, for the families of those who, who their loved ones gave the ultimate, uh, paid the ultimate price in defending our freedom. Uh, and as we'll have a moment of silent prayer, and then Don Dowdy is going to close us out in prayer for all of these things. So let's just do that right now. Amen. Yeah, they came together and they prayed. They prayed about everything. And so we're going to continue on and we've got some other things we're going to pray about. I shared with you all in the annual report that if someone asks you what Huntsville Christian Church is all about, you get to tell them that we go to win and we commit to grow. I shared with you that uh, I have a love for missions and that I'm passionate as a Christian about discipleship. Because I believe that the city of Huntsville and our world really needs to know that Jesus loves them too. That's why every Sunday I say, now it's time to go to win and commit to grow. But what does that look like? You see, in our community, we need to go to win. We need to go to introduce people to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we need to, do, uh, and we need to personally commit to teach and train and prepare one another in this place and, and it's in our CPR groups and things like that so that we can go into the community 
And I think that in order to do that, we need to be in prayer for those things continually. And so right now, what I want us to do, I want everybody to stand up. This is my favorite one for today. Most of you will hate this, okay? But it's okay. Everybody stand up. And I just want you to get into groups of like three or four people. Not, not real big groups, but, but three or four people. And just pray for our community in, in whatever capacity you feel led. But our community needs Jesus. And we need to pray for our community. We need to pray um, that as we're praying for our community, we need to pray that we will be a good reflection of Christ to those around us. And, and before you do this, I have one special request that I want to ask you. Um, there's a young lady in our community. And she's actually, she's, she lived to be 33 years old. She just passed away. Her name is Kayla Beard. Most of you don't know Kayla. She was born with spina bifida, and, and she wasn't supposed to live to be three months old. But Kayla, uh, wheelchair-bound her whole life, has, has done more in serving our community uh, as, a, as a young lady than, than most people that I know. She never had a real job, quote-unquote, but she would get on the phone and make phone calls for people. She actually helped um, several people to get handicap-accessible vans. She has actually talked with people in Congress and stuff like that to help change ADA laws and things like that throughout our state. She was just a community warrior. She was a good Christian young woman. And no matter what she went through, she always had a smile on her face. And she just passed away um, this past week. But I was talking with her dad. And, and I, this, is, this is not a plug, uh, but it's going to sound like it is. They, they went to Berry Hill Funeral Home. And Barry Hill said to them, hey, how much do you have for her funeral? They said, we've got $3,000. And Bobby from Barry Hill said, that'll do. They gave her the casket. They, they, they comped like everything. Now, there's been a, a GoFundMe page that's been started, and the community has responded. I bring all that up just so you know that there are, there are people in our community that are loosely connected with us. And some of you, um, I just found out, over the last couple of days that you knew the Beard family. I didn't even know that. And so like we're all connected through this one person. And so as you pray for our community, pray for Kayla's family. Her mom and dad are really having some heartache this weekend. Pray for her family. But also, I'm just, I'm glad to know people like Bobby from Berry Hill Funeral Home that was like, you know what, this is your time to grieve. There wasn't an upsell. There wasn't a lot of that stuff. And he just said, hey, we'll take care of it. And, and so I, I don't know what the, what I'm, I don't want to really driving out there. It's just I'm glad to know there are people like that in our community. And, and I think we need to lift them up as well. And so just take a minute and, and just pray. Pray for our community. Pray that we can be a good reflection of Christ to those around us in our community. Because Kayla Beard did not let Spina Bifida or anything else stop her from letting people know who Jesus was in her life. And, I mean, she did fundraisers at Harley-Davidson. And when I went and shared with some of the people up there... Um, it was evident that, that they knew who she was and the God that she served. And so just, just pray for our community. Pray for how we can impact it. Go ahead.
you for the community that you have placed us in, not just Huntsville Christian Church, but for every neighborhood that each family here represents. Lord, I believe that is, uh, uh, there's no mistake in where you have us living, working, serving, going to school. And so I just pray, Lord, that we will be a reflection of your son in this community, that um, we, will, we will put you first, that it will be evident in our families, it will be evident in the way that we, we treat our neighbors, it will be evident in the way that we, we treat those that we come in contact with in this community, that, that they will indeed see that um, we're just a shining city up on a hill and that we are we're reflective of you and your love. It's in your son's name I pray. Amen. Also, when I think about our community, I believe that if we choose to, to go to win, then we need to be willing to go with a heart change for ourselves first. Sometimes we will say, yeah, I'm going to go to win, but then we want to put like some, some stipulations on it. I'll go, Lord, but you have to do this. Or I'll go, but, but if I'm going to do this, then, then the person I'm going to help needs to say thank you. Or I'll go do this and this needs to happen. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. The reality is most people we help probably aren't going to say thank you, Christian or otherwise, because it's just we're not in a generous society. We're not in a, we're not in a society any longer that appreciates an attitude of gratitude. A lot of times, the people that we're going to serve uh, just have an attitude of expectation. Well, of course you're going to serve me because you're a Christian and, and I need help and that's what the Bible says you're going to do. And they probably won't even think about saying thank you. And that's okay. We need to go with a heart change for ourselves. We need to go with our eyes and our hearts wide open, understanding that, you see, Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. That's... That's what he did. And if we're to be a reflection of him, if we're to emulate him, then we should be going to seek and to save the lost. Okay. Now, there's just let me be real clear here. You have no power in you to save anybody. Okay. We're like a conduit. We're just the people to reach out and say, hey, let me introduce you to my best friend Jesus because he's amazing and he's going to change your life and I'm going to tell you how it's going to happen. That's your job. There's, you, that's not, you're just the big mouth. Okay. It's what... Especially some of you. Mouths are bigger than others. And uh, <laughs> I was talking to Don. <laughs> but we need to go that way. And, and that's, that's the thing. We need to seek and save the lost. So, so who are you seeking? When you leave here, when you go to win, and you're committed to grow in yourself and you're understanding God's word, and you go to win, who are you seeking? Are you even seeking someone? Because here's the thing. If we're not seeking those who don't have a relationship with Christ and we're missing the mark of what Jesus asked us to do. When we go to win, we need to be prepared to serve or help people uh, as we're able without hesitation, without expectation, without judgment. Okay? The, one of the things that we need to understand is as Christians, it's, it's not our place to judge. That's not my job. Our job description as Christians is not judge the world and condemn the world. Jesus said that's God's job. And he's going to do his part. But we need to do our part. Our part is to be a reflection of Christ, to be reflective of Christ. And Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. He came to love people. 
He, even he said, I did not come to judge you. I came to seek and save the lost. And so judgment is not in our job description. Love is in our job description. Seeking is in our job description. So as we go, it starts with us. It starts with our hearts. It starts with, with a heart change. And I, I think that's what will help us to be an influence for Christ in our community. And so at this time, we're going to have a moment of silent prayer just for ourselves and for our families. And, and, and again, it's, it's a silent prayer because some of you know that your heart's not in the right spot to go out and win this community for Christ. Some of you know that your heart's not in the right place where you're ready to commit to grow and understand His Word better than you did yesterday. And so right now is this time for repentance, time for personal revival, whatever you want to call it, but just pray that we can be an influence for our community for Christ. Pray that, that God will start to change your heart from the inside out. And as, a, as we have this time of silent prayer, in just a moment, Brandon Levi is going to close out that silent prayer time. Okay? So let's pray for heart change. Amen. Yeah. We get so caught up in work and life and jobs and politics and all this other stuff that sometimes we forget to care. We really need to care. As I told you before, one of the things I'm passionate about is missions. Uh, to us, it's just a washing machine. But did you see the faces of those folks? Man, that's... It's a life-giving gift. In our missions that we partner with, in the, the missions that we support, we need to commit to teaching and training people about missions. We need to do a better job of, of teaching and training one another about how we partner with missions, how we, how we grow with our mission partners. And, and in the future, you're going to hear more about how we will commit to teaching and training our own members about how to go on a mission trip. Or if you can't go, how to stay and send well. We're going to celebrate kingdom victories when people return from mission trips. Things like washing machines and changed lives.
You see, as Christians, we need to make sure that we're doing our part in mission partnership. Part of the Great Commission, Jesus said, go into all the world. And, and, and everybody likes to debate that into what it means specifically to them. But in short, um, we all have a part to play in that. We need to make sure that we're doing our part in missions partnership. And speaking of missions partnership, it just so happens that we have a group of ladies that are going to be heading off to Honduras this summer. And, and so I want to put a couple of things on you all before that happens. First of all, if you would like to help these ladies prepare for their trip, they have a box. Actually, I have a box in my car, and it is full of paper. It's all printed up, and this paper is in little stacks, but it needs to be cut out, and it needs to be put into booklets so that, and be prepared into booklet form so that they can take them and distribute them to the teachers and the people that they're going to be investing in. And so today only, you could take home some of these packets, your very own self, cut them out nice and neat, yeah, staple them together, make cute little books. But here's the thing, I don't just want worker bees, okay? If you take home a packet or, or a bunch or whatever you do, if you decide to do this, as you're doing it or as you're done, I want you to pray about the people who are going to hold these packets in their hands. You will never meet them, most likely, okay? But I'll tell you this, some of the people that um, Maxine invested in years ago are now doctors and lawyers and, and people like that in the community. They're kingdom workers because of mission trips like this. All right? And so as part of our part, what you can do, you take these booklets home, you cut them out, you make little booklets out of them, and then pray about it. Lord, just touch these people's lives as they invest in kids that in some cases nobody else wants to invest in. Give them wisdom. Give them patience. You can pray for that for other people. Don't ever pray for that for me. Um, give them patience as they work with these kids. Give, just pray. However God leads you to pray for, the, for this mission trip and for these people. We've got the packets. They need to be prepared into booklets. You can take them home. You can bring them back next week. Um, and, 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 you know, we can get them all set up to send off. And, but then I also received this message from the, um, is, it, is it called the principal? Like the, that runs the school, what do they call that person? Okay, from the administrator of New Generation Christian Academy, which is where they're going to go. And this is the school they're going to serve at. And it says this, the end of the school year is fast approaching. And for the 290 plus students at New Generation Christian Academy, sadly, we have several students in financial trouble. They have to pay for school over there. They said paying for the end of year tuition, it can prevent them from taking their final exams. It can even uh, prevent them from being able to return to school next year. And so if, if you would like to sponsor a student, if you would like to help uh, connect with someone to help pay for the rest of their tuition or to, to help them out, you can reach out to Maxine Bonta. She can kind of give you some direction on, on how that would go, how you could do that on your part. Um, but then here's another way to serve right where you are. And as we partner with missions, you see, we need some people to go, some people to support financially and to make booklets, but we need all of us to pray. That being said, I would like for Maxine and her family to come forward. I'd like for Mitzi Lancaster to come forward. Um, she's in the nursery, but she knows she's being summoned. Dun, dun, dun. I'd like for Mark Henry to come forward. Mark's our, uh, one of our elders, but he's also over our missions ministry. And um, Mark... Here, I'll give you one of these microphones here. Test, 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 test. My wife is eyeballing me like, why'd you call me up here? Um, 
Yeah, she's going to pray. Now, here's, here's what I need, you to, I need to tell you. As, as they're coming forward for prayer, and Mark's going to, going to pray over this team. Also, Laura and Emily Snell are part of this team, but they're spending some time with Laura's father this weekend and couldn't be here. But as I was talking to Laura about this trip and about the booklets and about all the stuff I just shared with you, Laura said, hey, I don't know if you know this or not, but you need to, and I didn't know this, um, but she said, you need to know that even though Mitzi's not going on this trip this year, um, she has been uh, instrumental in serving this mission stateside. Um, Mitzi's a, a teacher. She's, she's a, um, a reading coach, instructional coach, and she's passionate about education and curriculum. And, and Laura just went on and on on the phone with me about the time that Mitzi has spent pulling together resources for the teachers at the New Generation Christian Academy and, and a lot of the stuff that they're going to be going to present. And uh, Laura kept putting it all back on Mitzi, and, and Mitzi didn't even know we were talking about it these last couple weeks. Um, but Laura said, Mitzi has been invaluable, has been a valuable behind-the-scenes member of this team. And uh, she said, if she were here this morning, that's what she would want to share with you all. And so, again, it's one of those things where everybody has a part to play. And so at this time, Mark is just going to lead us in praying for the team, for the trip, the teachers in Honduras. Here's the thing, Mitzi, these teachers can tell you some of the most um, hectic time of the school year is right at the end. It, it gets so busy trying to get all this stuff tidied up. But, and these teachers, when our team gets there, they're going to be finishing like their last four or five days of school. And, and even in that, the teachers see the value in having the opportunity for, for these ladies to come and invest in them with the things that they're going to share with them. And some of them are even staying at school a couple of days after school gets out to continue uh, to meet with these ladies and, and to, to just kind of put this all together. And so they see the value and having this opportunity to learn more and to be encouraged um, by, by fellow Christians in the educational world because they know that their job is not just teaching these kids to read and write and do math. It's also to teach them about Jesus Christ and, and to encourage them in the truth of his word. And so that's, that's where these folks are all headed to do. And Maxine's going. Laura and Emily Snell are going. Um, Mitzi's been a part of the team. But I had to ask Maxine to bring her whole family up because while she's gone, they'll probably fall apart. Um, and so, because we know we can't trust Rick out by himself, uh, he, he needs handlers, but just, I ask you all, pray for Rick and the kids and for Aji and, and just the whole team as they prepare to go. Pray for Jimmy Snell as he's staying behind while his wife and his daughter go. And so Mark's going to pray and we're going to keep on doing what we're here to do. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just come before you now, just uh, humble in heart and um, thankful for uh, seeing um, service to you through Maxine and through Laura and through Emily, their selflessness of, uh, of wanting to serve you um, at, this, uh, at the New Christian Academy in Honduras. Uh, Father, they are, um, they are passionate for bringing uh, your word and your teaching to others, and, uh, and we are blessed to have them here uh, with us. Uh, we ask, Lord, for safety and guidance on their trip. We pray for the families of Maxine and Laura um, and Emily as they stay behind to take care of things here. Um, and Lord, we just ask for your blessings on them and, and allow us as a, as a church community to, to be there to support and to help them uh, through the times that uh, Maxine and Laura and Emily are gone. Uh, we're blessed by uh, the Snell family and the Bonta family here and, and thankful for that. And Lord, for the support that Mitzi Lancaster has uh, provided in this uh, encouragement and uh, and works, and and Lord, um, she has a heart for 
uh, bringing um, bringing your word in, in, into into this community also and your love, um, Father. And it's a and it's a challenge for each one of us to step up, to to be bold and to and to and and to take the step to to serve and to and to bring your good news to to a lost world. And Father, we just uh, ask that uh, your spirit be upon each one of us now. We thank you for all things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mark. I got you. So, we're going to get ready to close out our prayer service today. And uh, as I looked at our mission, our vision, the, the focus of go to win and commit to grow, one of the things that resonates through that is disciple-making. Um, it's going to be one of our priorities as we move out, move throughout the coming years here at Huntsville Christian Church. And from reading Scripture, I believe that the church, the Bride of Christ, exists to make disciples. In Huntsville Christian Church, we need to have these following ideals as a priority when we think about discipleship here. One of them is this. Uh, I want to encourage us, I want to challenge us as a church that every member would grow to be a mature, reproducing disciple. Um, every Christian should commit to growing in spiritual maturity. We're, we all start out as spiritual infants, and as we spiritually mature, our, our hearts change and our jobs change, and, and what we're asked by God to do changes as we mature. And, and one of the final things, as I understand Scripture, one of the final marks, if you will, of a mature Christian is that they're investing in someone else, making a disciple of someone else. And the method should be simple. It's, it's what Jesus did. Jesus said to, to some of his early apostles, he said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And when you break that down, it's really cool. It's, it's you follow Jesus, you'll be changed by Jesus because he's going to make us into something we weren't before. And then we're going to be on mission with Jesus as, as we come to that place in spiritual maturity. You see, the gospel expects all Christians, all mature Christians to be disciples that make disciples. And that's why when you hear me say things about we need to be reproducing Christians, that's what it is. We need to be disciples making other disciples, investing in other people in their spiritual growth. I also believe that if we disciple people well, if we encourage each other well in our spiritual growth with love and accountability the way that Jesus did, I believe we will grow from spiritual infants into spiritual adults and parents. And I also believe as we spiritually mature in Christ, that our, our physical needs in this place will be met. I talk to ministers and youth ministers all over the place, and, and everybody always talks about the 80-20 rule, where 20% of people are doing 80% of the work. And I believe that's a, that's a spiritual health, spiritual heart issue. It's not that people are lazy, it's that people are just spiritually immature. Because when we're, when we're young, we're like babies and infants and toddlers and, and uh, junior high kids and teenagers, we're, we're basically, we're selfish we think about ourselves. What can the church do for me? What can, I want the carpet to be a certain color. I don't like red chairs. I want blue chairs. We, we do this internal thing. But as we get older and as we become, we become parents, spiritual young adults and spiritual parents, we realize that the, the care that's needed is for the kids. We need to change because what we want no longer matters, that, that we want to continue to go out on dates. No, we have to work and we have to buy diapers or we have to buy baby food. or we have to do, And that's what happens spiritually as well. And so, as we mature in Christ, our spiritual needs in this place and our physical needs in this place will be met because our hearts are going to change from being a heart that's selfish and inward to a heart that says, what can I do for God's kingdom? What can I do for God's community that he's put me in? And it changes the way we look at our neighbors. 
It changes the way we look at this building. It changes the way we look at, at needs when we talk about, hey, we need help in the nursery. Well, I don't like kids. Or we need help mowing the grass. Well, I don't like grass. It's whatever. It changes. There are a lot of things we don't like as adults. That we, I don't like paying taxes, but they make me. Okay? There are a lot of things we have to do. It's the same thing. In order to be that reflection in this community, as we spiritually mature, I really do believe that physical needs, not just in this building, but in the community around it, will be met. And so at this time, I want to do one last thing. I just want you all to simply pray silently about how God can prepare you and use you to disciple others. And maybe for you, that prayer is, is, you know what, Lord, I just realized today that I'm somewhere just on the other side of toddler, not quite a spiritual teenager. And you're like, Lord, help me with some of that change. Maybe you consider yourself a spiritual uh, parent and, and you, you know scripture and you know these things, but you realize I'm not investing in someone else. And, and so just pray that God would prepare and use you to disciple others. And we're going to have just a time of silent prayer there. And after a few minutes, Matt Pittenger is going to close out that time of prayer. So let's pray. Amen. As we close out this time of prayer, I want to share with you that my prayer for Huntsville Christian Church this year has been one for heart change. The heart change will happen, that we will desire as individuals to go into the community to introduce people to Jesus, to ultimately win our community for Christ. And that in order to do that as individuals, we would make a commitment to grow spiritually, that we would grow in an understanding of the truth of God's Word. That we'll seek to honor God with everything we do in His church, in our families, in our community, in our jobs, in our missions, and ultimately in our world. I don't know what the future holds for Huntsville Christian Church, but I believe this. 
If we commit to growing God's Word, if we devote ourselves to learning and understanding the truth of Scripture, if we go and devote ourselves to fellowship with God and one another and others, we will win people for Christ. I believe that if we're devoted to the breaking of bread, moments of true repentance before the Lord during times of communion, God will continually restore us. I believe that if we're devoted to praying for one another, for those in our community, for those that watch over our community, if we're devoted to prayer, prayer for our country and for our missionaries, I believe if we're devoted to pray for those who are, who are discipling and for those who are mentoring and discipling us, in short, I guess what I'm trying to say is I believe that as we follow God, change will happen. And as we come to our response time this morning, we need to know, you need to know that as you pray, as you study God's Word, change will happen in your life, change will happen in your family, change will happen in your job, change will happen here at Huntsville Christian Church. Spiritual change will happen in our lives as individuals. And as change happens here, Change will happen in our community. Change will happen in our state. Change will happen in our nation. Change will happen in our world. Our God is all that He says He is. And He will do all that He says He will do. He will do His part. So the question for our response time this morning is, will you do your part? Will you be the difference and commit to be a reflection of Christ and help change the world? Will you stand and sing our response song with us this morning and respond to God's word accordingly?